Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 152. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Uh, the Limerick Hurling Championships got underway over the weekend. We'll look back on a, an eventful opening weekend and we'll look forward to round two, which promises to be another good weekend. So do stay tuned. The impression of the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, I suppose less than two weeks after winning the All-Ireland, it was great to see the, the Limerick contingent back in their club colours over the weekend. Yeah, it was, Jack. Um, and, like, you know, the way they stepped up to the plate. Um, last year, we had the reverse of what we had this year in that we had the club championships and they were going into... Um, the inter-county series after that. But we saw in 2018, Jack, and it, it was the one thing that, that absolutely surprised me at the manner in which um, the, 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 the county players in particular were able to come down from the high after what they had achieved in 2018, after winning in All-Ireland after 45 years, and the way they adapted so seamlessly in, into their clubs. And without exception, in that 2018 championship, um, the players that the, the, the Limerick squad players were, were to the forefront for that club. And I think we had a similar, that was replicated last week because um, um, for the most part in the games that I saw anyway, um, the, 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 the inter-county players were very, very much to the forefront for, for their clubs, which, which is fantastic to see and which I suppose speak, speaks volumes. For, for the character of the individuals that make up this current Limerick singer hurling squad. Yeah, and those look there were standout players from from everyone really playing. Um, it was just brilliant to get the hurling back. And I, I suppose we'll focus on the senior hurling championship first. And this was results from round one on Thursday night. South Liberties with a big four nineteen to fifteen point win over Black Rock on Friday then a day or two twenty seven to one sixteen winners of over, over Monlean on Saturday night in the Pierce and Kilmallock. Ended up in a win for the city side, 3-16-15. And then Sunday afternoon, Dunes one-point win over Patrick's Well in the Gaelic grounds. Um, I suppose every week we do predictions, Matt. I'm going to leave them till the very end just to get your scores and things. We'll just talk through the merits of all the games. But you mentioned there about the, the, the Limerick players showing their worth and getting back to normality. One player that really stood out over the weekend, we haven't seen him in a senior jersey yet, but we'll definitely be seeing him probably as soon as next year was Adam English on his senior debut for Dune. 16 points, um, 5 from play, 11 frees. I don't think he missed the free. Some of, some of the points are from the top drawer. And look, again, I said it last week, you don't want to talk up such a young player. I think he's only 18, 19 max. But like, what a talent Dune have on their hands. And a real, one of the main reasons for their win over Patchwell. Yeah, what a talent. And um, I said to myself coming home from, from the game a couple of times, 
thank God Adam English is from Limerick. Um, <laughs> he, he he was absolutely outstanding. It's 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 it, it's it's the sort of debut that dreams are made of. And you're right. He had 11 frees. He pointed all 11 of them. He he, he got five points from play, but um, one or two were were you know top draw. They were off the charts. There was one particular one where he caught a puck out among three Patrick's well players, sidestepped the man that was in front of him, put it over the bar. And like he is not the tallest player on on on, on the field, but to be able to have that kind of a talent and appreciation was ab- absolutely phenomenal but he certainly he certainly lit up um, the first round of the championship and he probably has overshadowed every, everything that happened in the uh, on the first weekend because um I, I i thought on the day um patrick swell had an exceptional performance i thought Dermot Burns was absolutely outstanding he ended the game with eight points seven from clear spoils but i thought his leadership of Oh, Patrick's well was just simply phenomenal. He is the captain, and and um, you know Patrick's well were hit by that ball from the blue right from the get go. Um, when 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 we saw a player sent off before the ball was before the ball was literally thrown in, and um, like that that new manager out there, John O'Mara and his management team. Like that, that that's the last thing that they would have been preparing for or legislating for um, to be down to 14 players from the get go. But they adapted pretty well. It was a peculiar game, Jack. In, in, if I can just paint a picture for you. Um, despite being down to, to 14 players, Patrick Swell scored four points without reply in the first four minutes. Dune hit back with six points. Patrick Swell hit back with six points. Either side of the water break. And then we had a situation in the second half where Dune hit seven in a row, again, either side of the water break. So it, 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 it was that type of game where, where um, uh, teams seemed to have periods of dominance. And like the scoring rate was, was very, very impressive, 27 points to 123. Um, period of dominance, but not just had period of dominance, but they were able to reflect the level of dominance that they enjoyed during those periods on the scoreboard. Um, which was which it it was a very very interesting game. It was a very very entertaining game, and for the most part, it was a game of very very good quality hurling. And um, it, it it was the type of, of 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 game that you would expect in a county that has won three of the last four All Irelands. Um, you know, if it is a microcosm of club hurling in Limerick. Then, then 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 it did a very very good job. I I, I thought it was a very very interesting game. Yeah, it was a very interesting game and, and went right down to the wire, especially with Keane Lynch's last minute goal, but a, bit, a little bit too late, or too little too late. Um, you touched on Darren Burns there, and we always talked a lot about Adam English, but I just wanted to talk about um, Chris Thomas and his performance. We saw him a cornerback for the under-20s, but he was detailed to mark Keane Lynch. Keane Lynch, you said last week, was the best hurler in the country and best hurler of all time as well. But the performance of Thomas was, I thought, was unbelievable on Keane Lynch. He totally negated his impact from play. Keane probably finished with one, two or three, but you'll take that in a club championship game. I just thought it was an, it was an exceptional man-marking job and one that no one else in the country was able to throw the year. Well, I want to make it clear anyway that my view of Keane Lynch hasn't changed one iota. <laughs> let, let me say that for, this, for, for a start. Yeah, I, I have been impressed by, by, by this lad, Chris Thomas. 
um, been impressed with him over the last. This is his second year now at senior level, yeah. and he made it. He made a seamless transition, if you will recall, um, from underage up 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 to senior, and has made a seamless transition also into the onto the county scene with with with, with the with the Limerick under twenties. Now I don't know if he has another year under twenty or not. I'm not sure. But I, I was certainly impressed by him, and I was impressed by him last year. And I think we said it in this medium that uh, we, we we mentioned him, and and um, I, I I was certainly very very impressed with him. Another player I was very very impressed with and had a great game. I thought for Dune um, was Pat Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Pat Ryan was absolutely outstanding. He he caused all sorts of problems um, for the um, uh, particularly for the Patrick's well full back line. And he embellished it all with four excellently taken points. One or two of them, Jack, were at crucial stages when 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 um when when um Patrick's well were closing in him and his brother Michal came on and, and got a vital point as well as did Michael Barry in those closing stages because um at, at, at Patrick's well recovery on the home straight was looming. But they were they were unable. They got it down to three points, but could never get it below it because Dune always were able to find that extra score. And Pat Ryan, Michael Barry, and and Michal Ryan, they all found vital scores at vital stages, which 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 was excellent. Which which speaks volumes for the character of the Dune team. And um, I I I think the Dune team, and I think we, we were supposing this would be, would happen when we were speaking last year, is a different animal to the one that we saw last year. In, in 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 the county final, um, like I, I I I there was a lot to like about him. Um, they they on paper and and in reality they have a very very strong half back line, you know, which is the foundation of much of many many great teams. And w w we see what the power of Dermot Burns, De uh, Declan Hannon, and um, Kyle Hayes mean to Limerick and the type of platform that they provide for Limerick. You had Mikey O'Brien with a bit of county experience under his belt. You have Darrow Donovan. Nobody needs to say about the merits of Darrow Donovan and, and, and Richie English. It's a very, very, very strong halfback line. And if, if you see that Patrick Swell got very little or no purchase whatsoever in, in, in that half-forward line during the course of the game, so... Um, and maybe even the, the, the doing half-back line one that they're best even on the day, possibly. Um, like there is another notch or two in them. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that, that, that that was very, very, very effective. Yeah, it was very effective. From the, and as you said, they're, they're a real panel, which you saw, you mentioned some of the players that came on. Another squad with a hugely strong panel is in the Pierschig. They had a, a round win 316-15 to 15 over Kilmallock. Um, they were missing the, the two Casey brothers. They were missing um, Podge Kennedy in goals. Adrian Breen didn't start. Jerome Byland didn't play. And they still pulled it out of the water. I suppose it was a game that didn't really catch fire. And Kilmallock were there, thereabouts. And the Pierce should get a goal. And Kilmallock would reel him back in. And it was just really goals at crucial stages from um, the Pierce to get him over the line. And that's what champions do. That's what champions do, exactly. And um, Alan Dempsey was another one that was missing. But you'd have to say that Kilmallock um, suffered a double blow before the game with the loss of Graham Mulcahy, who is huge for Kilmallock, and, and Kevin O'Donnell, plus the fact that coming into the championship um, that they were going to be without um, Paddy O'Loughlin anyway. So I suppose but you could say the same about Napier Sheik with, 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 with Shane Dowling um, from, from last year. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think Kilmallock gave it gave it a right good shot 
a right good shot. But, um, you know, I, I, I think we got ample evidence as if we needed it at this stage as to how good Napiersik are and why they are champions. Um, they, they, they got the goals at vital stages. Now, maybe a 10-point winning margin, and I think they'd, they'd probably be forced to admit that that themselves was slightly flattering. And But, like, you know, coming down the home straight with less than five minutes to go, I think just four minutes to go, there was just three points in it. But e- even at that stage, it was very, very hard to see Kilmallock close in the gap. You know, and um, the, the the real prospect at that stage was only for Napiersik to drive on, and 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 that's what they did. Now they got they got a fantastic goal, like Adrian Breen. He made a huge impact when he came on at the second water break. His first stroke was a point, and then he got that vital goal. But full credit to Willem Hen, it was his sublime diagonal ball. From distance, I'd say from slightly inside in his own half, right across mm. the field, straight into um to to Adrian Breen. When it comes to finishing, Adrian Breen lacks nothing, and yeah, gave Barry Hennessy, he gave Barry Hennessy no chance. So that was game set and match. Now the third goal came with literally the last puck of the game, and it came from David Dempsey, and there's nothing strange about that either. A David Dempsey goal, um, but um, uh, David Dempsey, I I, I thought. On another day, would have racked up, could have racked up um, as many as five or six points to go with the goal because he he was unlucky with a, with, with, with a few shots, and um, but I, I have no doubt that they'll be working on that in the meantime. But um, uh, our prediction last week that um, that I believe that Napierski got the team to beat. They, they, if anything, Jack, they reinforced it. Well, I actually said that uh, I think Dune will kick all the way, but we'll see that our, our two picks got wins um, straight away. But I suppose on the other side, the draw then Patrick Swell and Kilmallock have to regroup. They're out again um, straight away in Section A. And seeing as we were talking about Kilmallock there, they're playing Valley Brown, who we probably tipped as the potential team to break that monopoly in the semi final stages. It's a game um, you will be commentating on, sorry, on Saturday in, in the LIT Gaelic grounds. But like Bally Brown to Kilmallock, it's still a step up for Bally Brown. But if they can if they can play their cards right and if they can get a few more of them back to back minor winning teams, they certainly have a chance of upsetting the odds. Of course they have a chance. Of, of course they have a chance. Um, um, I, it, 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 it's Kilmallock's backs are are to the wall on 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 this one. But um, you know, Kilmallock, there, there, there are a few teams better. When their backs are really to the wall than Kilmallock. And um I, I I think that's going to surface now. But um Kevin O'Donnell came on during the game. He he's probably likely to start. Now he, a lot of it of Kilmallock's chances will hinge around the availability or otherwise of Graham Mulcahy. Mm. He's such a huge player for, for Kilmallock. He's not just for his scoring, but he, he's the man that makes the forward line tick. Like he's 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 the master puppeteer in there, pulling all the strings. And um, if 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 Graham is fit, you know it's going to be a massive massive boost for Kilmallock. If he's not, it's going to make it much much more difficult. You know, Danny Brown, um, they're on a bit of a roll. There, there's no there's the tra- the trajectory for Danny Brown is is upward, and upward at pace, Jack, because. You must remember, 
they literally stormed through the, the the group stages last year with huge wins over over BlackRock and and um, Gary Spillane. And you 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 were with me the night we were commentating on on the the, the game against Bally Brown, like and um, and we, we saw like what what the new players brought to the table on on that particular night. So if they can unleash a few more of them, and um, the Colin Coughlins of this world and the Aidan O'Connors of this world, um, wh what benefit they will have gained from a year's experience? Now they went on, they pushed in the piercing in 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 the quarterfinal, and then went on and won the promotion. So. Like it, it's um that 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 Billy Brown are ticking an awful lot of boxes, Jack, and um coming into this game. Um, now, as I say, a lot of Kilmalik's chances um will hinge on the availability or otherwise of Graham Mulcahy. Yeah, and that that remains to be seen, but that's again that will be, be shown live on Limerick J TV on, on Saturday evening at half seven. If you want to listen to more of Matt, I suppose. Yeah, that is group one. In group two, then, we have a Han versus Patrick Swell. A Han set up last year. They were in relegation playoff against Adair. Um, probably an ups like a bit of an upset, really. But, like, like a Han would go into this game with no fear. Patrick Swell, the pressure is on them. But in, in a game with 39 county titles between them, it's probably Patrick Swell to lose even after the, the defeat to uh, Dune last weekend. Yeah, I, I, I think so. There, 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 there are a couple of factors that would condition my thinking on that. Now, I would have the utmost respect for a hand and, of course, what the Morrissey's um, bring to the table and the type of leadership they'll bring, plus the great tradition of a hand. Like, this is a meeting of the two sides that are first and second in the Limerick Roll of Honour. As, as you rightly said, 39 county titles between them. Patrick's well, 20... <coughs> And a hand 19, but as, as I made the point last week, Patrick's Wells 20 have all been accrued since 1965, which has been a phenomenal run of success. While Sahan go back right to the 30s when, when they were the dominant force in, in, in Limerick hurling. But so much for the history lesson for, for today. Um, the, the, the first factor that I would see in, in, in Patrick's well favor is barring something unforeseen altogether, Jack. They're going to start the game with 15 players. Yeah, you can imagine so. From 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 the get-go, which which in itself. Now, um, the big question is: Can a hand contain the influence of Ian Lynch to the same degree that Dune did? Can they contain the influence of Adam Gillan to the same degree that 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 Dune did? They are the big questions um, for them. Now, Patrick's well, um, like their, their backs are certainly to the wall in, 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 in this one. There's no question about it. But, you know, we, we, we've seen in the past, like Kilmallock, um, they're very good in those, in, in, in those situations. Um, like it, it, it's, um, it's the first time that we, we're, we're going to see a hand and we're certainly looking forward to them, seeing him play like there's... there's um, uh, they won that vital game against the Dare last year. Like, and let's face it, Jack, um, they were considered rank outsiders to do so. Yeah, they did it. You know, and that there, there is there is a lot of quality in 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 the in the hand team. What's in the hand team is an awful lot of players that came near winning county underage titles. 
So like their, their, their hunger for success will certainly not be dented, you know, and plus, plus, plus the great tradition that, that, that they have. But I, I, I honestly think that Patrick's well, you know, will do a novel lot of soul searching this week um, as, as to what went wrong. And um, they, 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 I, I think the fruit of their, their analysis this week will be a much, much better performance. Not saying that it was a bad performance against Dune, but they will up it. And um, their backs are to the wall. And um, like, it's very, very hard to con contemplate a situation of Patrick's well being involved in a relegation playoff. For, for some reason, the word relegation doesn't sit with, 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 with Patrick's well. So, um, but that is not to say there's nobody ever in any sport, Jack, in any code, there's nobody too good to go down. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. And it's a, it's I, I'm, a, I'm around long enough to remember Man United going down and Dennis Law back healing into the net for Manchester City to send them down. So, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the mighty can fall. But like it, it, it's sort of a it, it's sort of a scenario that you don't associate with with with, with, with Patrick Swell, and you, you you would be betting that they'd extricate themselves from that situation. But I'll tell you, um, they, 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 they're in for a game of it from a hand. A hand can throw the kitchen sink at them because they have another chance. A hand have so the pressure is really on Patrick Swell. Yeah, and any team that has uh, Dan Morrissey in the backs and Tom Morrissey in the forwards has a chance. And just off top completely, it, I'd love to see Manchester United get relegated again. But back to the hurling for, for the time being. Um, I suppose in Section B, um, South Liberties and Adair were equally impressive, equally laying down huge markers. Um, South Liberties 419 to 15 points, Adair 227 to 116, I suppose. So Liberties, we, we saw first on Thursday night. Um, I suppose there's a lot of talk about Anthony Nash. Um, he scored three points from freeze, which is a huge boost for your goal. He scored three points. But to score 416 outside of that, score four goals in any senior county game is a huge statement of intent. Absolutely. Um, huge, huge statement. And we, we were speculating here last week about an Anthony Nash impact. You know, and I for one felt that it it, 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 it would be considerable and it was. Um like the situation is um if you're in the, the South Liberties dressing room, a young player in the South Liberties dressing room, or an even an experienced uh, player in the dressing room, you, a guy like Anthony Nash that has achieved so much, um he's three all stars, um walk walks into your dressing room, like it's bound to lift everybody. And it's a crucial position, um, the goalkeeper, because, um, uh, you know, we, we, we tend to look at goalkeepers as stoppers now. But their role has been, you know, evolved and has spread out. It's much greater now. It's it's the puck out. It's the distribution and uh, all that sort of thing. And Anthony Nash is the master of that. Plus, he's, he's the master of the long freeze. If you see your goalkeeper coming up and hitting freeze from 70 or 80 yards, it gives everybody it gives everybody a G up. Um, I wasn't surprised, Jack, um, at, at the positive response from, from South Liberties to the inclusion of Anthony Nash. Um, I, I, I thought it was going to be a huge, huge factor for him. Now, having said that, I didn't think that they'd win by the margin that they'd win, that they won by. 
which 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 was considerable, and it, it, it leaves BlackRock in a very very difficult situation. Now, um, one worry I, I had about BlackRock um, coming into the game, and they're right beside me here, um, is they, first of all they, they they just barely scrub, um preserving their status last year in a draw with Gary Spillane. Like they were very, very much second best to um to Bally Brown as you saw in that particular opening game. And I I feel that that, that, that there's some great players in, in, in the Black Rock team, Jack. But seven or eight of them have been around since the All Ireland ten or eleven years ago, which is a long, long time. A lot of water under the bridge, Jack. A lot of a lot of hurling miles on, 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 on under their belts. And you know, I, I I think they're in a struggle to survive. There's no doubt they're in a struggle to survive at this stage because of 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 the size of the defeat to to um to um South Liberties. And you you talk about Kilmalak and 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 um, Patrick's well-being be being under pressure. Um, certainly, I I I I think that. You know, is nothing to the pressure that Black Rock are under. But just just talking about relegation, Jack. You know, could could we think the unthinkable that you'd have a Division One playoff um, or a Section A playoff relegation playoff between Patrick Swell and Kilmallock? Yeah, like it's it's very it's very possible and. How about that? You know, but um, from a neutral uh, point of view, it would probably be a good thing to see because that means we've definitely new semi finalists. But like, as I know what you're talking about, to have the two and the two of the, the most recent winners against each other in a relegation final. But like, that's that's the scenario we face when we have these groups of three teams that, like, within the space of two weeks, you could be in, into a relegation final. And just touching on Black Rock, there they faced Gary Spillane last year. That draw with Gary Spillane preserve their status. They're going to need a win against Gary Spillane. And when we say about Bally Brown and their minor winning teams, Gary Spillane are in the same boat that it was 18 or 17 and 18, the likes of Dylan O'Shea and Ryan Tobin and these boys. Like the time is now for them to come through for Gary Spillane with the with the Ryans kind of moving on, as you said, like with Black Rock. It is, it is. Um it, it is and um uh, like it's a valid comparison with Bally Brown. Um, the only difference is that, um, in terms of the development of the players, um, because of age, no other reason, um, 2017 and 2018, the players are that little bit older. Um, the, the young players coming through in, 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 in Gareth Balan. But, but you're right. Now is, is, is the time for them to stand up and, and, um, like they, they, they have, Change the management team in 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 Gareth Balan, and this is this is why I think that you're going to see a totally different Gareth Balan this year. And I'm not criticising the management that went before him or anything like that. But um, you you know, in sport, Jack continuity is a huge thing, and they won back to back um, Premier Minor um, championships. Possibly against the odds, like for, for for the simple reason in in terms of of population and all that sort of thing. Like you, you'd imagine that they shouldn't be able to compete with the big city giants and all that sort of thing, but compete they did, and and beat them they did. But Davey Ryan and 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 um, Jim O'Keefe were, were 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 the main architects of of 
those minor successes. And they're now on board with 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 with, with the um, senior team. And like, if if, if there's any part, and um, David Dawson is also on board with them. Um, if, if there's any group to get the best out of these players, these players, I think Terrace Plan have pulled a master stroke before before a ball was poked this year with the with their appointment of their management team. And uh, of course, they 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 they, they will have. They'll have some experienced players that 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 will be around. You'll you'll have um, still you'll you'll have the like of James Ryan, still a huge player. Um, you'll have the like of Garod Power. You'll have um, Kiran and Michal Bork, um, who still young players, but would 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 have that bit of experience under their belt. And what about Kieran Hickey, an absolutely ideal target man? Uh, and um, you, you'd have John Kearns. Like there's a lot of experience in that Gareth Balan team, and you know, like you, you you take the young crew. You mentioned Dylan Dylan O'Shea, and you mentioned Ryan Tobin. What about Mark Quinlan with his experience with with, yeah. with Limerick? Roberto Donovan, Ona Mahoney, a former Limerick miner, um, Brian Heavey. Um, like the, the talent is the talent is there, and and um, you know, I I. Gareth Milan, I I'm not saying they'll win the county championship, but what I'm saying is they'll have a say in certainly in their group. They have the potential to have a say. And I, I believe that the last bit that's to be got out of those players um in terms of organization and performance, I think they have the right men in charge. Yeah, they definitely they definitely have the potential to have a say. And I think another team that have the potential to have a say is Kildina Palace Kenry, and they obviously play Mon I suppose we'll, we'll touch on Mon performance first against Adair. Um, and I suppose we probably expected this from Adair to, to bounce back from the shock of relegation with a strong win, 2-27 to 1-16. Because when you look through that Adair site, like they have uh, Declan Hannon, who is a three-time All-Ireland winning captain, um, the only man alongside Christy Ring to lift the Lee McCarthy three times. Um, you've Ronan Connolly, who we've spoke about at length on this medium. Um, still haven't really seen why he hasn't played for Limerick with John Kiley and Faulkner, knowing far better than us. And then Willie Griffin, they have an out and out score. And like Willie will get you eight or nine points at least every single game. And the Connolly, like Ronan's brothers, Mark and David as well, exceptional hurlers, Owen Ryan, like they've they players all over the field. So it probably wasn't really a surprise, Matt. Yeah, throw throwing Jody Hannon into it, Brian Curtin. Yeah. You know, you have like the you you've serious players all over the pitch. Like and them, um, I, I I saw him in both of their group games last year, <clears throat> and I was very very impressed with him. And Jack, make no mistake about it, <clears throat> they were very very unlucky to be in in the relegation spot. Yeah. Now they drew with Dune and and um, Dune had two draws. Dune drew drew with Patrick's well as well, but like for over fifty minutes, you know they they led Patrick's well a merry dance, you know, and and um, but weren't able to sustain it and and um, uh, Patrick's well came with a surge and overtook him and 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 won the game and. Uh, I, I, I was pretty sure, and we, we alluded to it there a few minutes ago in, in the context of a hand. Going into the relegation final last year, um, I, I was, for one anyway, was pretty confident that, that it, it was going to be um, Adair would preserve their status. But having said that and reflected on it um, and um, looking at their fate, Jack, um, I, I, I felt that 
perhaps it mightn't be the worst thing that happened to there. Yeah. Now they're 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 in a group, um they've they've made a statement. They're in a group that they're capable of winning. And they're in a group that if they win, they're assured of a semi-final or quarter-final place. So it might, because there's a certain amount of transition in this Adair team. You know, like we, we didn't mention John Fitzgibbon. We didn't mention Wayne McNamara. Yeah. You know, in the, 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 they bring the experience. Um, I it probably wasn't the worst thing that happened today. So, like, they're racking up that big score. It didn't surprise me. I, I thought they would have too much for Mona Lean. I didn't think they'd have it to that extent. Um, but 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 I, I think they, 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 they made a very, very strong statement. Yeah, they did. And that, and look, we've mentioned backs against the wall a lot um, already this, this podcast, but that's Mona Lean's situation. And they face Kildina Palace Kenry. And when you were talking about Gary Land there and their potential and the potential say they could have in the championship, I think Kildina Palace Kenry, even though it's their first year in, in the senior ranks, I think they have potential to have a big say. And like Mona Lean are facing a really difficult challenge against the Premier Intermediate Champions of 2020. And like personally, I think Kildina will come away with the win. But I suppose it's how Mona Lean regroup, really. Yeah, that, 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 that will be a lot of it. That, that will be a lot of it, Jack. But I would preface anything by say, um, that I'll say by saying that if Pat, if Kildaimo Palace Kenry make the same seamless transition from Premier Intermediate to Senior that they made from Intermediate to Premier Intermediate, they will have no problems. Because it was a seamless transition. Like once they got up to Premier Intermediate, they took it by storm. We spoke here last week and we said that they lost two games, two two group games in 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 three years, was it? Yeah. Plus a semi final and a final, like so. You know, <laughs> and and like it's it's not as if they came from nowhere to win the Premier Intermediate Championship, and that might be a thing that would militate against Black Rock a bit again, and I'm jumping all over the place now because certainly they came from nowhere the previous year to win it with a surge. Yeah. But but everybody knew about Kildaimo. Beaten semi-finalists in 2018, beaten finalists in 2019, champions in 2020. You know, that's the stuff that of of, of that teams that teams are made of. Um, they've been there or thereabouts, and and have 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 exceeded the previous year in each of the last three years. And this, you must remember, back in 2017, they were playing intermediate. Yeah. You know? So um, uh, things have moved on very very fast, and in 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 Kildaimo Palace Henry, but the building blocks have been built year on year on on very very solid foundation. So. Um, I, I'm looking forward to how they'll perform. Um, I'm expecting that they'll perform very, very well. Like, they have three All-Ireland medalists, and they have a fellow called Kyle Hayes among them. So, um, um, you know, and Barry O'Connell was an All-Ireland medalist in 2018. Dan O'Connell is a member of the current Limerick Senior Panel. So there you go, three different areas of the field. You know, yeah. very, very, very important to spread out the business. You know, and then you have the like of Peter Nash, Tony McCarthy, John Chalk, 
like these fellas have been around the block. They've 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 they've, they've done it all, you know. Connor Staff, like you, you, the names roll off, you know. Um, and they, they, you know they 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 they'll have no inhibitions going in, Jack. Oh, definitely. None whatsoever. They 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 are well accustomed. They are well accustomed to county, um, to to big game scenarios. Intermediate final twenty seventeen, Premier semi final twenty eighteen, Premier final twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. What more experience of big games could you get going into your first senior championship game? Yeah. I I think it's an ideal scenario for Kildare Palace Kenry. And the same token, like it, it is a strong on lean side, like and if they can if they can learn from the first day and knowing that if they lose they're into relegation finals, like it should be a fascinating game uh, in the Gaelic on the Friday night. And just I'll just put up the, the fixtures here. Um obviously starting on Friday night with that meeting the Monlean Kildinewa half seven in the Gaelic grounds. Um on Saturday evening then Kilmallock, Ali Brown, Gaelic grounds, all the games in the Gaelic grounds. On Sunday, you've BlackRock, Gary's Plan um, at half one, and then a quarter to five, Paxwell versus Han. That game is on, live on TG Cahar, and the Kilmallock Valley Brown game will be live on the MHA TV. I'll come to you uh, with in, about predictions in a while, but um, moving on to the Premier Intermediate Championship, I'll just put the results up here. Um, in Group One, Nakani 2 16, they were beaten by Cap Morgan 3 18. Munger St. Paul's are the big winners, 6-17 to 1-16 winners of Maru Bohar. Then in Group 2, uh, I suppose you were delighted that um, I was right with my prediction that Glen Roo would win by a point. They beat Brough, um, 1-15 to 1-14. And you correctly predicted that Newcastle West were winning their first game back up. They beat Drummond at Laka, 1-15 to 16. Um, I suppose just looking at those results, Matt, and, and I was in Brough on Friday evening at that Munger St. Paul's game. They were exceptional um when straight for goals uh Niall Mulcahy got a hat-trick in the first half Liam Lynch in his first senior game he was obviously in the minor teams at Adam English got I think 2-9 and was on the freeze as well but I suppose for Munger St Paul's it'll be a case of learning from what Kildimo did and then getting to the final losing the final with the following year making up for it it's 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 it, it, it seems to be a very very similar pattern they, they, they have been hovering around it there now for a few years um, after eventually getting and uh, they were hovering around the intermediate um, for a while before they eventually got out. Now they're hovering with probably a different uh, crop of players and some, some very, very exciting young players on, 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 on this Munger team. And and um, you're right. Absolutely. They, 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 I, obviously, I wasn't at the game, but all the reports that I had, the glowing reports of 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 how good Munger St Paul's were, but we 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 did we did wonder last week. I, I'm not saying you know we did worry about uh, a small bit about Maru Bohor um, coming down like there was there was the slap of coming down. It was bad enough, but came down a year after losing a talismatic figure like um, Seamus Hickey, and and then since they came down with the announcement that Sean Shawnee Tobin, like who is their real go-to man, and and you know for so many years that he had to call time on his career because of injury, and you 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 were just wondering where were they going to find replacements, not just for those two as players, but for those two as leaders, um, like you know when, when they were in the Maru Bohor colours, like the, 
so much centered around him. And I certainly had fe a certain element of fears um, for, for Marubo or um, going in because you never know how a club is going to react to um, to um, a relegation situation until you see him back on the field. And there was an element of that, and there was an element of being without without the the, the two lads. Um, yeah, um, like no, nothing has changed, Jack. In 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 what we believe that Mungret St Pauls are favourites for the Premier Intermediate Championship this year, and I think they made a strong statement. Um, what we said last week that they were favourites, they they were only confirming it for us. I think. Yeah, and I suppose we'll probably get a, a greater idea of the championship um, in this round with all the teams playing together in the group. And Munger play Capamore uh, on Saturday evening. Capamore obviously beat Nakani in the first round. Then it's a big game, Nakani versus Maru Bohar. And like you're re really for them two te teams, um, their season's on the line because a loss will see them out of the reckoning for um, the semi final spot. But it'll be into relegation battle then. Glenru and Newcastle again then is another meeting of two round one winners and whoever wins that takes control of the group and then Drummond Atlaka versus Ruff, the, the two round one losers again. So a similar situation in both groups and we, we'll touch on them more when we when we get into predictions because we'll predict those games as well later on in, in the podcast but I just don't want to be on it too long but from what we've seen so far it's, it's Munger as we said we're a top team but do you fancy the other three winners as next up, or would you consider the likes of Brough to still have a say in this competition? I think Brough can have a say in, in, in the competition. They have, they have two games now to save their season. Um, like An awful lot will hinge on the game against um, uh, between Clenroo and Newcastle West, which was originally fixed for um, um, Kilbreedy, but is now switched to McNeville Park. On 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 Friday evening, <clears throat> and before before you start slagging Jack, I'm tipping Glenroe this week. <laughs> yeah, you have to go. You have to go at your own eventually. Um, it, it worked against me as well in, in this medium in recent weeks. But um, to save the slagging, you go go at your own. But um, yeah, yeah. like there's the the Premier Intermediate Competition with the teams having that extra game. They have three games, as opposed to teams in the Senior Intermediate um having only three games or two games. There is that extra chance, and that's why I don't want to dwell on it too much. Yeah, it, the, the, there is that extra chance, and with the extra chance, there's less pressure yeah. in round two. Plus the fact that that that, that um, uh, you, you, the, the the two games where 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 first round losers are meeting, they, they will know that the you know the, the, the stakes are quite high in those, and that in that the winner is back in the hunt. Yeah. Back in the hunt with probably the loser of the game between the first round winners, if you know what my drift is. Yeah, yeah, like it, it's still it's still very very open. Before two two zero. Yeah. You know, and they probably have banished the specter of relegation, being involved in relegation. So, um, yeah, the, the the extra game means an awful lot, Jack, because like. You, you see, and, and we, we were discussing it there in the context of the senior championship, like literally in eight days, your championship ambitions could be at an end. Mm. Like, you know, you, you get one chance, you get a second chance, second chance, lose, out, gone. You know? Yeah, it, it's, it's just very cutthroat um, with, the, with the structure of the championship. And another 
Another championship that's cutthroat is the intermediate championship, and I'll just brought the results from from last weekend. Uh, in Group One, Brewery we torn a full at two nineteen to one sixteen. Um, in Group Two, Croom had a screen played out a draw, as did Fiona Castleman and Crocodile Finney. And in Group Four, um, the Pierschig lost three eighteen to sixteen against Effen. And I suppose um the the most striking one there is is Effen's victory, and it's a complete reversal of last year where Napiershig beat Effen and got all the way to intermediate finals. So Effen are, are laying down a marker straight away. And I suppose in in addition to that, the two draws kind of show just how tight a championship the intermediate is. Yeah, and, and it's it's going to be a very, very interesting championship. And of course it makes for some very, very interesting games this this this, this particular weekend. Um like if you if you if you take um Brewery um, it, it'll be a great relief to Brewery, certainly to get a win under their belt. And they condemn Tuona Fola to have to win against Granabel and Gary and Fina at the, at, at the weekend now. Granabel and Gary and Tuona Fola, you will recall, Jack, were both embroiled in the relegation scrap last year. And both of them beat St. Patrick's to survive. Tuona Fola beat him in the relegation semi final, and Granabel and Gary beat him in the, relega- in the final. To, to survive so basically it, it, it's a survival battle and it, it ensures survival for Granabel and Gary if they win whilst it, it, it still won't ensure um, survival for Tournafola if they win because because of um, uh, the, the final round game between Granabel and Gary and Brewery mm. so that, that that will be a very very interesting group um, you know it, it's 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 an opportunity. Um, like the winner of this game will be in a strong position to avoid relegation, you know, and yeah. also in a strong position to contest the quarterfinals. So it, it's 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 a huge game, but you 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 have a scenario there where, of course, if you get a Granabel and Gary win, the group is over in terms of qualification for the quarterfinals in that the, that the final round between Brewery and Granabel and Gary will be a dead rubber shootout for first and second. Yeah, I suppose the middle two groups then with the with the draw in it, like it really it's really open open for um for someone to take it and to win it. And I'll just put the, the picture there again. Obviously that Napiershik Kilmanaki I have a TVC there because at the time we didn't have it. It's uh Sunday at one o'clock in Croom. But we'll say Hospital Herbertstown and Croom. Croom have a point coming into the game. Nakadari and Fiona. Fiona have a point coming into the game. A win for Croom and Fiona will see them through. Um, a loss will put them on the back foot. And they'll need the team that beat them to, to win by a large margin. Like And in the, for Napiershik, contrasting to their seniors, their backs against the wall straight away. And Kilmalik can send them home. Like It's, it's, an, it's a fascinating competition so far. And, and the draws really do make it really intriguing going into the second round they do um crewman uh, crewman hospital herberstown is is going to be an interesting one um uh, because you have waiting on the wings palace green um for that they'll be they'll be waiting for hospital herberstown in in that um that that's going to be the final group game um it's it's a must win for both jack because um, I I don't think one point is going to take you anywhere. Mm. It may, it may. We saw last year, it saved it saved Black Rock. 
you know, but you, you're depending on other results. So I, I, I'm sure that Croom will, will, be, will be very mindful of that when they face Hospital Herberstown. Um, now, what Herberstown, Hospital Herberstown will come up with, I don't know, if I'm honest. Um, they withdrew from the football championship and have since been relegated as, you know, automatically relegated in those circumstances. So in, in, in that, um, in that Premier Junior A football championship, now there's going to be no relegation shootout as a result. Um, so you, you, you just wonder, is this going to reflect on the, on that hurling team? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, like they, they have proved in recent years at hurling to be very, very difficult customers to get over. You know, and if if they bring that kind of thing to the table, they will push Croom all the way. But I I I have a sense that Croom will get the job done on Sunday, on Saturday. Yeah. And that and that'll send them through. But again, we won't dwell too much in them because these championships are, are so open, as I said, with, with them draws and. Just results from the Junior A Championship. And obviously, there's a lot more games in the Junior Championship. Askeaton, 224-211, winners of Monlean. I was at that game. The boys played exceptionally well. Um, fully deserving against Monlean's second team. Uh, Munger St. Paul's beat last year's finalist, Patrick Swell, by two points. Um, Phoenix Media and Dune played out a draw. Then in Group 2, St. Pat's beat Mona Gay by five points. Kiltili Duncan had a, had a big win over St. Kieran's. And Gary Spillane had a one-point win over Han. In Group 3, Drum Broadford beat Cora Manister. Um, Valley Brick and Barmore had the biggest win of the weekend, 524-18 winners over all Christians. Uh, Caroline beat Temple Glanton, 322-119. Then in Group 4, Kalidi, 319-211 winners over Stecker Wallace. Um, Valley Brown were tw- 23 points to 213 winners over Cahan. And Castletown, Valley Grand, 317-19 winners over Raquel. Um, I suppose just looking at the results, Matt, and we, again, we won't dwell too much because these these teams have five games to play and there's a, a, a load of hurling left to be done. But Castletown Ballet Grand were probably our early favourites. Um, 317-19 is a comprehensive win. Ballet Bricken, Boromore, 524-18 winners. Um, Caucasian Keen, 418-113. Even my own Eskeaton, 224-211. There's a few teams that put their hands up to say, look, they're, they're in with contention, but it's very early days yet, so. Very, very early days yet, and um, like, I, I think another significant win there was the one of, of Drum Bradford over Kokora Manister. You know, yeah, Kokora like Manister team with, with, with Cahill O'Neill on, on board. Um, but but two, two surprising results for me at the weekend um, were, were the defeat of Two of last year's last four. Um, you had Mungret St. Paul's beating Patrick Swell, and you had Bally Brown beating Clahan. They, they, they to me were, 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 were two surprise surprise results. Um, most of the other games went as it were according to expectation and uh, according to plan. Um, like Kilidi were big winners over Staker Wallace, Castletown Valley Grand over Red Keel. Um, group four looks to be very, very interesting. Mm. Your own group one, Jack, your your your, your prediction about Eskeaton last weekend could be well founded. Um could be, yeah. that, that was an an impressive start. You have Kiltili Drum Keen um in 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 um 
Group 2 and your St. Patrick's um, bidding to make a quick return to to intermediate level, having been relegated last year. Um, I mentioned about from Bradford. It, 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 it's, look, it's looking as if it's going to be a challenging year for all Christians, um, I think, Jack. And yeah. John Joe, my, my my fellow commentator on Saturday evening, won't thank me for saying so, but um, that was a very, very heavy defeat um, by Ballybrick and Bournemouth. Um, good, good win there, nice and quietly by Caroline um, against Templeton Lanton. Um, who would have expectations of, of 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 doing well in the group? So, and we spoke about Group Four. So, um, some interesting games played, and an awful lot of hurling to be played in in the Junior A Championship. A fantastic competition, but <coughs> unfortunately, we can get to see little or none of it for the simple reason that there are such a plethora of games. There's such a myriad of games on at 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 the, at the moment, and you know it, it, it's not an ideal situation, but there's very little anyone can do about it because it's it's the times we're in, and it's it's this this pandemic, and 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 what have you that the games are condensed into such a short, short space of time. But I think it's it, it's a pity because there are some mouth-watering pairings there, and. Um, Fianna Kilmeady and Askeaton now looking at next weekend, this weekend, you know, that, that, that's, 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 um, that's a yeah. mouthwashing clash. If you go down further, you, you Gary Spillane and Kiltiri Drumkey, and they're, they're, they're neighbours. Um, we, 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 we'll get a real sense of how this group is going to pan out in uh, Group 3 when Tracora will play Temple Danton and Bally Bricken will play Drum Bradford. That that will be very very interesting. And in Group Four, um, you you you're, you're going to have a very very interesting game there where Castletown Bally Grand are facing Clahan. Like, um, can Clahan, if they harbour hopes of going as far as they did last year, or are being involved in the shakeup, can they at this early stage afford the second defeat? I think it will be very very difficult. So, you know. There are so many games you would like to take in, but there are only seven days in the week. There are only about what three hurling days, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, and the odd game thrown in on a Thursday night. So um, there's an awful lot of hurling to be played, Jack. Yeah, and look, realistically, a team could lose their first round and lose their second round and still finish with six points in the group. Like, so there is there is room for manoeuvre in the Junior A Championship, and that's why we're not dwelling on it on it too long. Um, that's that's the hurling for the weekend. Now, we, like this prediction thing, I don't know if, if other people are enjoying it. I'm certainly enjoying it. And someone actually at the Munger game said it to me the last day. They said I got my prediction right for Munger. But um, I suppose we'll keep going with it, Matt. Now we've done four weeks. Uh, but I, I, was... I noticed, Jack. I noticed people uh, have a te- have a tendency to 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 interact you interact and engage you on it more when you get it wrong. And sure, look, we're putting ourselves out there. Um, look, if if we're wrong, we're wrong, and fair play, like you're putting your neck on the line predicting something. But this was a this was last weekend's results. You correctly predicted six games. I, or the winners of six games, I predicted five. But the Dunes one point win and Glen Rose one point win. I get three points for correcting the the profit or the right scoreline for a game. So I've twenty one points so far. You've nineteen. That's week four. It's not bad, bad total considering you get one point for getting the, the team right and three then for getting the team and the, the margin of victory. But I suppose um, 
we'll go into this weekend's games, Matt, uh, and you can give me your results and I'll give you mine and we'll see where, where, where that goes. I know some people probably think this is the, the most enjoyable aspect to the predictions um, part of it. So I, I said I'd leave it till the end and people can skip through all the waffle in the middle and get right to it. So the first one I have down here is Bally Brown versus Kilmallock. Again, you will be asked... Um, you can give a you can give a brief um idea as to why you think a certain team will win, but who do you think will win and by how much, Matt? I think Kilmallock will probably win by two. They'll they'll pr- probably sneak it, but um it it will be very 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 tight. As I say, I, I'm 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 I the, the the position of 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 um, Graham Mulcahy is is absolutely critical to this game. I'm I'm tipping Kilmallock in their hour of need just to dig it out by two points. Um. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Bally Brown won a Jack. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bally Brown. Um, I like going against you anyway, in, in, in general. And I just think they were so good last year against the Piershig without Colin Coughlin. This year they'll have Colin and they'll have that added year of playing in senior hurling. I, and like this is no respect to Kilmallock. I think Kilmallock are, are a fine team. But I just think like that monopoly of the four teams will have to break sooner rather than later. And I'm going to go with it between this year. So I'm going to go. Bally Brown by one. Uh, the other game in Section A is a hand, Patrick's well. Now, I think I think this is going to be Patrick's well's game. I think they'll re- um, rebound strongly. I think probably a hand in, in Potty Hartnett, they probably have a player that can mark Aaron Galan, and it'll be interesting to see if Dan Morrissey goes on to Keane Lynch, but I just think Patrick's well have better firepower. Um, it'll be interesting to see who marks Tom Morrissey, but I'm just going to go with Patrick's well. And I'm going to go by 10, and that's not a respect to hand. It's just probably the bounce-back ability of Patrick Swell. I'm going by Patrick Swell with half of it. Half of Patrick Swell by five. Um, but, again, like it would be great, no respect to Swell, it would be great to see a hand and Barry Brown get the wins on uh, over the weekend. But we're going. I'm going to go with one of them. You're going with the, the both of them come true. Um Black Rock, Gary Spillane. Um, I was probably thinking it was going to be closer, but your your discussion about Gary Spillane, they're like they have so much potential if they can realise it. As you said, they'll have a say in the championship. How would you see this one going? I, I'm 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 tipping Gary Spillane to win it, uh, Jack, um, by about four points. Um, in our discussion, we we with Gary Spillane and their players, we 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 omitted to mention the Sheehan's. Onzi and Kieran, and we know what they bring to the table. Yeah, I'm going to go... Two huge players. I'm, I'm going to go with five points. I just think, again, it's going to be a thing of firepower. And I think BlackRock are building. I think, like, BlackRock probably didn't perform to the manner they could against South Liberties, and their backs against the wall. I think Gary's plan, like, will will find their groove sooner rather than later. And I think five points is probably a fair reflection. Uh, and the final game then, the Senior Championship, um, which is on Friday night, Kildano Palace Kennery versus Monlene. Uh, I said already that I'm t- tipping the newcomers. Uh, I'm going to go by as much as five points for Kildano Palace Kennery. I just think there's been a real building of hurling in the community. Um, it's close enough to me at home. Um, and they've Kyle Hayes, Darren O'Connell and, and Barry O'Connell, among others. I think they, they'll come away with a five-point win for me personally. Well, I'm going for Kildano Palace Kennery to win by three. Three, so we're agreed on three out of the four. Um, we might disagree <laughs> um, in the Premier Intermediate Championship. Munger St. Paul's versus Capamore, um, two round one winners. Which side do you think will maintain the 100% record, or do you think um, it'll be a draw? 
when I went against Capamore last week and and uh, they 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 surprised me. I've been speaking to somebody that covered it for us since, and um, and I was. I've obviously studied that team sheet, and it, 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 it's quite impressive. And, um, you know, I'm going for Mungret, um to win. This, despite the fact that um, when they met last year, it ended in the draw. Yeah. You know, and Capamore certainly last year weren't rooting up any trees. So um, I, I, I think it's going to be tight. I think Mungret by about three. Munger by three. I'm going to go by A. I just, I, I've mentioned this word firepower so much, but I think in Hurling, like, um, there was definitely a clear indication for Munger to go from goals early on by the, by the looks of from the outset. They had three within the first quarter, I think. Um, I think if they can get the goals against Capmore. But Capmore, on the same token, so dependent for getting goals against Nakaini. Speaking of Nakaini, Nakaini play Maru Boher. Um, the loser, this will be a prime candidate for relegation final. Um, which way do you think this one's going to go? I'm giving I'm giving it the verdict to Nakani by a, a point or two. Point. Nakani by a point. I actually have Nakani by two here. You said one or two. I'm gonna go with the two. But I saw Marubar playing like they have some nice. Talking about but... talking about Nakani, that you know, um, he, he's been an extraordinary ser- servant to to, to Nakani hurling, and that's Patrick Kelby. And he crops up last Sunday with a goal and eight points. Absolute! What a servant, you know, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. But you see, he 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 would fill the type of role, and this is what conditioned my thinking in giving the verdict to Nakani, that 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 be the Peter Finn factor as well. Um, but um, he 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 is to Nakani what Shawnee Tobin was to M- M- Bohr. Yeah, he's their go-to man in the hour of need. But unfortunately, from Bohr's point of view, Jack. Shawnee Tobin is not around. Patrick mm. Kelby is and will be in a position to influence the game. And um, I, I'm i going for Nakani. Um, Nakani over the years, um, they don't die easy. You know, and um, I, I, I believe now, a couple more were, were probably more convincing winners than the scoreline would suggest. In that um, the last two goals and a point in the game were scored by Nakani, yeah. so that that probably put a better gloss on the on, on the scoreboard than their you know than actually play. But it 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 was pretty even for a very long long time. So look, I'm going for Nakani by one. Actually, I'm going to change one. I'm going to go to Maruba by one. Just uh, you your your talking there has convinced you otherwise. Um, I went with Nakani last week. And they lost, so I'm going to go against them this week, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, in Group Two, Glenroo versus Newcastle West, two round one winners. Um, they obviously met in the intermediate final in 2019, was it? Glenroo were narrow winners that time. I'm going for a similar result. You obviously said you're going for Glenroo. Um, um points wise, Glenroo by, by three. Glenroo by three, but um, on Newcastle West, just we didn't really mention, we just kind of glossed over it, like um. It's a brilliant achievement because we know how competitive Turner Intermediate grade is to get a win on your first ever game in the grade. Yeah, but but this comes down to what we've already said about about Kildare Palace Kenry and Mungret. This 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 wasn't the Newcastle West team that came from nowhere to win it. Yeah. 
there was a gradual build up. They were beaten in the in the in in the final in 2019, and then went on and won it in 2020. So in 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 the involvement and in the evolution and in the development of that team, that you know that 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 that, that, are, that are very very solid building bricks. So like I, I predicted them to beat Truman Atlaka last week. Now it was close, but like there's there's all sorts of you know. Um, when you come up to your first game, you, you know, you, you're first game at a new level, you're, you're finding your feet, new environment. Um, and psychologically, there's, there's, there is this thing as well. Can we make, can we bridge the gap? But they, they've, they've got a one, now that they've got a win under their belt with their first game at this level, um, they'll be a much different animal now. I, I, I think they'll derive huge confidence from it. Um, uh, equally, Glenru will get huge confidence from the fact that they that 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 they got over the first round, and and um, got got a win against Brough, and um, um, but I I I, I think Glenru um, seemed to have the upper hand in Newcastle West. Um, they beat him in the 2000 Junior Rally Championship final, beat him in 2019. I know it's 19 years apart, but they met a number of times. In the intermediate championship, in between, and 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 then Rue seemed to get the upper hand, but um, that doesn't last forever, Jack. Um, no. But I, I I think on this occasion I'm going I'm going for Glen Rue by three. You're going for your own side. I'm going to go Glen Rue by one, and then finally, Ruff, Drummond, Atlaka, um Which team will save their season essentially? Ruff. Bye. Five. Five, five, a comprehensive. So that will put Trumnalaka in relegation danger again. Yeah, it would mean that they that they will have to beat Lenru in the final round to have any chance. Yeah, so look, we've been we've been proved wrong before, and I'm sure we'll be proved uh, and, um, wrong again. We'll, we'll be proved wrong again today, Jack. Yeah, but look, the the main thing is our predictions are so harmless. But like, there are so many great games. Um, on and as you rightly said, like it's it's very unfortunate you you can't get to all of them. But like oh, yeah. the fixture list is on our website. Get out to as many games as you can. Um, there's temp or Temple Lantern playing Cora tonight. That's the only game tonight. There's three or four games on Friday. There's a good share games on Saturday and and a nice few games on Sunday. There's on Saturday evening the game between Paddy Brown and Kilmallock, as you said, is on Limerick JATV. John Kyo. And Matt Callaghan will be commentating. So that'll be interesting. Regardless of what goes on the field. And then on TJ Harry Vahan and Patrick Swell. But like it's just brilliant to have all these games. And we say it every second week at this stage, but just to the Limerick J board, like to to get all these fixtures, to get venues, to get referees. Um, you just have to commend them for the job they're doing. Well, absolutely, Jack. Um absolutely. You have to commend them on a job extremely well done. Like um look I, I don't know why we're having this conversation or why we have to repeat it, but like you go back to 2018, like in the aftermath of winning in All Ireland after 45 years and what the possible fallout from that would be in terms of celebration and all that. They immediately regrouped their championships, got them all finished, and made all the deadlines for the Munster Championships, which other counties that weren't that weren't involved in the All Ireland failed to do. So full yeah. marks, and we saw they got an eleven-week window last year, and they maximised it to the very last puck of a ball. And had they got two more weeks, they'd have, they'd have had a clean slate. Yeah, it, no, look, it, it's, it's, it's done it's an excellent job. Now, all all they can do is 
fix the games within the hand that has been dealt to. And that's you know, what they've been doing so brilliantly so far. Absolutely, and that's what that that's what they're doing right now. And that's and, and the product of it is is the the the, the massive ambitious um, fixture list that we see in front of us. And we have said ambitious before, but they 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 they're able to make this ambition become a reality. Yeah, they have. And look, we'll leave it at that, Matt. We've an hour and eight minutes on the clock. I have a very enjoyable chat, as always. There's so many games to look forward to. Get out and go to them, watch them on television, do whatever needs to be done. Many thanks again to you, Matt. And I suppose we'll finish with another promo for the win at Cougar. It's the 17th of September that that deadline runs out. Um, it's a brilliant initiative by Limerick GA. And it's, it's brilliant to see the players um, enjoying their time in the promo and there's no there's, there's no surprise that we're not Ireland. It's ab- uh, it's absolutely fantastic and um look it's it, 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 it's payback time now and I, I would appeal to the public to go out and get that tickets and go out and support it. Um support it. It's 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 um in these challenging times um you, you know with, with with this COVID are we ever going to be finished with that bloody thing? But um Whatever you know, that uh, it's a very, very important fundraiser for Limerick, and like it's it's an investment in more of the same. Let's hope, yeah. and certainly an investment in our future. And I, I would appeal to everybody out there to go and get tickets and 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 and, and support the initiative. Only one person can win the car. Yeah, that isn't, one... the, that isn't the cougar for everyone that goes into the draw, unfortunately. But you know. Um, it, 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 it's the whole spirit of the thing, and 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 like, trust me, like the money is going to be very, very well spent, and it'll be, it'll be, it'll be spent for all our gratification at the end of the day, Jack. It will, and look, if if I come out winning the Kuga, we'll do one of these tribute talks from the Kuga. I have social distance, of course, but. Anyways, thanks a million, Matt, and we'll be, we'll be in touch soon. Dick Graham, Dick Graham once said he'd, he'd um, uh, Colchester were drawn away to Leeds in the cup, that he'd climb the outside walls of Colchester Castle if they beat Leeds, they beat Leeds 1-0. He made oh. an abortive attempt to climb the walls of of um, Colchester Castle. But um, what I'm saying is, if you win the Cougar, Jack, I'm sticking you to that, that we will <laughs> do the podcast from the Cougar. Okay. Please go in the future. We have a podcast from the Cougar. But many thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll be in touch again soon. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome, Jack. You're in the keys there. Take for a test drive first. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> Hi, John Kiley here. Looking for your support again, folks, with our fundraiser for Winnacouga. And we want you to visit winnacouga.ie. In conjunction with Lines of Limerick, we have a Ford Cougar Titanium. Absolutely fantastic car for grabs in this raffle. So get out there, buy your ticket, and support the team. Tickets are only 20 euros. Thanks to all the Limerick supporters for 2021.